to Meet My Brain, a field guide to Asperger's. This episode is about what Asperger's is, why it can be hard to diagnose, and why it's missed in women and girls. Autism is a neurological disorder of the brain with Asperger's as a syndrome under that category of autism. Autism is an irregularity or interruption of the normal functions of the brain. Syndrome means that a number of autism symptoms or characteristics occur together. People with Asperger's have symptoms in common but do not have all of the symptoms of autism. So that's the technical or medical explanation. In practical terms, Asperger's or AS is a problem in the brain that affects social communication. It impacts a person's ability to communicate or express their thoughts and feelings. When I found out about AS, I also learned that although it's possible to slightly improve, I won't ever be able to communicate as well as a person who is neurotypical or normal. Some symptoms of AS can be subtle until you know what to look for. People who are quiet or don't like big groups are labeled as shy or introverted. There are people with AS who are shy, and many of us are introverted, but that's not the reason for the way we behave. For us, social communication issues are not personality-based. I don't have a shy personality. Inside, I am social. I'm imaginative, passionate, warm, and loving, intelligent, oh, and so much more. An analogy would be, for example, having music playing with the mute button on. There still is beautiful music playing, but you, as the outside world, can't hear it. A.S. affects more than communication, although I believe these other characteristics probably affect it. In addition to social communication, AS affects the five senses, taste, smell, sight, hearing, and touch. I've also experienced problems with eye contact, which is covered in detail in another episode. Most people with AS have difficulty with eye contact. Visual thinking or thinking in pictures affects my life more profoundly than I realized before. Until recently, I didn't know what thinking in pictures even is. Visual thinking is great for my creative side and sometimes even in my career, but it does cause barriers to other parts of my life. I have to take in verbal information and convert it into visual information. Having a special interest is a quality that is common to all people with AS. For some, it might be one thing or one hobby, but what I'm seeing is that it looks more like a series of special interests. Someone who's passionate about butterflies may later be so passionate about a foreign language and later about cooking and so forth. They learn all they can about a subject and get very good at it and then are ready to move on. The many interest thing is something that's been a part of my life, and there are times when I'm embarrassed to have to list out the various things I've done only because I admire so much people who can pick one career or one interest and stick with it. 
I suppose that leads to this other aspect of AS, and that is research and learning. People with AS love to learn. They love to research, and it's motivated by a need to understand the outside world in order to internalize it. If I hear something I don't completely understand or have knowledge about, I'm on the internet researching. I want to know everything about it, the history, why it was discovered, who discovered it, when, and where. You get the idea. Learning and research are actually sensory experiences to me. And it's not that I'll remember it all or be able to relate it to you later, but people with AS count on learning in order to survive. For me, I believe what I understand. If I don't understand, I may just dismiss it. I need context in order to learn and understand. I believe it benefits all of us to have context. At the same time, neurotypicals can learn without it. Context for me comes with actually experiencing something and connecting emotion with that experience. For example, it had been nearly impossible for me to learn history. I couldn't read a book and memorize all those facts. And then my father took us on a cruise of the San Francisco Bay on a Liberty ship. The ship had been restored from World War II, and men who had served on ships like that were there conducting the tours. They showed us the map room, the radio room, and you could see the delight in their eyes. Suddenly, I had context, and after that day, I had an interest in history. Another characteristic of AS is naivete, and it's universally true. I am naive in the sense that I can experience something many times and still be naive about it. The result is that people with AS may pick the wrong partner in a relationship, or they may take a job similar to what they've had in the past and know that it's going to stress them out. They take the new job and, after a short time, feel stressed out and have to quit. It's probably more complex than it sounds, so another episode will go into more detail. Do you take things literally? I've been told that I overanalyze or overthink things, and to that I say literally. You can think or analyze, but how can you overthink or overanalyze? And don't even get me started on the glass is half full or half empty. Idioms are hard for people with AS to understand. Clumsiness and motor skills deficits are features of AS. I've experienced this my whole life. It's always been difficult for me to open packages, jars, and bottles. I find myself, in most cases, cursing whomever designed the cap on the bottle or a product packaging. When something is easy, I am delighted, and in my mind, I'm thanking the company for their brilliant design. I recently heard from other people with AS that this is pretty common. We have trouble not only with this, but with opening the front door using a key. No one seems to be able to get that on the first try. Years ago, when my daughter was a toddler, we were invited to participate in a research project about caps on detergent bottles. 
the children first tried to get those caps open while the mothers watched through a window, and then it was the mother's turn. Afterwards, the researchers asked me what I would do if the cap was hard to get off. I don't remember my exact words, but it was something like, I just wouldn't put the cap back on. You might have enjoyed the look on their faces because it was a look of complete shock and probably horror to think that anyone would not replace the cap. But hey, doesn't that make sense? Meltdowns are another feature of AS, and what those look like can differ over a lifetime, but they don't go away. A meltdown for some people may look like a tantrum. At first, mine looked like anger that I couldn't control. And it eventually changed to crying, which I've heard frequently happens when a person finds a way to manage feelings of anger. Meltdowns happen because the brain cannot handle emotional overload. It's like an electric overload when too much current passes through electrical wires, which can overheat them and then they melt. I've learned how to live with meltdown. I cannot control or stop them, so I accept them as part of my life. Some other traits that are attributed to Asperger's include persistence, high integrity, a sense of justice, detail-oriented, masters of routine, which is not me, repetitive behavior, a thing called stimming, high intelligence, well, of course, creative, artistic, unusual facial expressions and postures, difficulty making friends, and logical. Now, some of some more controversial ones that are attributed to all people with Asperger's, can you tell that I disagree, are lack of empathy, inability to understand humor, lack of common sense, self-destructive behavior, spending, lack of theory of mind, which means that we supposedly don't understand how other people view the world. So hopefully this list of criteria give you an idea of why AS is not easily diagnosed. It's not easy to observe all of these qualities and relate those to AS. What's going on in the brain isn't known solely by observing behavior. So why is AS missed in women and girls in particular? The short answer is almost no one knows or understands how to diagnose it in women and girls. And until recently, AS was considered to be uniquely male. It occurred only in boys. If you're not looking for it in girls, you're not going to see it. The belief, and I use the word belief intentionally because there's little to support the theory, is that females are more social. They present a certain self or mask that society expects of them, and in doing so, they're hiding or masking their symptoms. I agree there is pressure on women and girls to get along, to conform, to be polite, and to be good. Males are raised to be assertive, take the lead, show strength. In fact, when women do these things, they hear, she's more like a man, and other unflattering comparisons. So we remain silent, fade into the background like good little girls until we don't. The belief that only males have AS resulted in virtually no research done on girls. There is no test specifically for women and girls, and if there is anyone in the United States experienced and trained in diagnosing adult females, I have never heard of him or her, and I definitely did my research. This episode covered 
what Asperger's is, why it's hard to diagnose, and why it is missed in women and girls. AS is complex, so it'll require many episodes to explain the details. These episodes are based on my experience, my research, and what I've heard and learned from others with AS. <music>